Empaths, empathy, and codependency. Have you ever wondered why these words always seem to come up in the same conversation together? Let's make more sense of this by defining these terms first. Empathy is the ability to share and understand the feelings of another. An empath is someone with a nervous system who is highly attuned to the emotion and energy of others. This is someone who can literally feel and take on the emotions and energy of others. So like, for example, it's like that whole phrase, I feel for you versus I feel what you're feeling. And codependency is any relationship in which two people become so invested in each other that they can't function independently anymore. So it's when your mood and your happiness and your identity are defined by another person. As children, empaths and highly sensitive people, or HSPs, may tune into their parents' energy and try to adjust their own energy in order to suit their caregivers' needs. And as young empaths, young sensitives, you know, we think that our parent and our caregivers' happiness and wellness depends on how well we're behaving or how much we appease them uh, or how cooperative we are. So we start to chameleon into whatever we think will make them happy. Um, and we believe that we're responsible for their, their happiness and their well-being. So as we grow up, we tend to bring this into our adult relationships. And we wonder why we end up in codependent relationships as adults. Um, but really, this all starts in childhood. And these are just some of the patterns that we've learned. Um, some of these include having poor boundaries. Uh, maybe we're natural nurturers and prone to overgiving. We tend to absorb the energy and the emotions of others around us. And that would make sense as to why it would feel like our mood and our happiness, um, you know, have to be defined by other people. So we just want to help others, but sometimes we can end up trying to quote unquote, fix everything and everyone when really it's not our job or our journey to, we can certainly be of assistance, but it is not our responsibility to quote unquote, fix um people you know so it's the other person's job to do their own individual work and we really you know we just don't like to see other people you know especially our loved ones in pain um and we have this natural instinct to want to shoulder that pain for others but we have to realize that we can't take away this pain from others. And it's not our responsibility as much as it seems and it feels like it is. If you've ever questioned if you might be in a codependent relationship, stay tuned for this episode because I'm going to share seven signs that you might be in a codependent relationship. So let's get deep and I will see you on the other side. Welcome to the That's Deep podcast. I'm Naomi and I'm an international board certified life and success coach Neurolinguistic Programming Practitioner, or NLP, as you've heard it, an empath, a mother, an introvert, and a podcast host. It is my mission to empower humans from the inside out through inner and outer exploration. Thank you so much for being here. If you love the show, please give it a follow and a five-star rating. I appreciate you so much. Now let's dive in. So here's seven signs that you might be in a codependent relationship. Number one, you have a hard time tuning into your own emotions. So for example, like 
I don't know how I feel, right? I don't know if you've ever said that before, but it's a lot of, I don't know how I feel. I feel a lot of these emotions. I'm just not able to put my finger on it. So that's number one. You have a hard time tuning into your own emotions. This is probably due to being so tuned into other people's emotions and energy. And so a lot of the time we can feel like other people's troubles are our you know, personal troubles that we have to solve. Um, and I think one thing that a lot of us empaths learn along the journey to empowerment is that, you know, we can't we can't always like, quote unquote, fix the emotional state of others. Um, We have to allow others to experience life. And uh, I think it's, it can be really tough when we can feel um, the hard times that other people are going through. Um, And it's tough to just kind of take a step back and allow people to process that on their own. But let me move on to number two now. So number two is not trusting yourself enough to make your own decisions. So this looks like, you know, needing to seek the approval of others before making a big decision. Um, This is needing to ask everybody for their opinion and what they think before you go ahead and take the leap and do something. Um, Even though you feel it in your gut, you feel it in your intuition that maybe you know, the choice that you're thinking about making is something that's really going to serve you and it's really going to be great, but you're really hesitant because you're really used to just checking in with others all of the time before you go ahead and make decisions. So number three, the third sign that you might be in a codependent relationship is that you feel responsible for the emotions and the problems that others have. Um, This kind of piggybacks on number one. So, for example, your partner's having a bad day, so now you are too. Number four, you value your partner, your family members, maybe your boss, coworker, friend, etc. You you value other people's needs more than your own, right? You just think like, okay, if I can take care of everybody else first, then I'll be able to come back to myself and make sure that I'm all set. But that never works. It's, you know, as as noble as it seems, it doesn't work. It's almost like that whole example of, you know, when you're on the airplane and they ask you to put your own mask on first in, in an emergency situation so that you are all G so that you can help other people, right? If you were to go and mask up everybody else on the plane and then you didn't mask your own self up, uh, you wouldn't have any oxygen and then you wouldn't be able to help anybody. So, Number five, you have difficulty communicating your own needs in your relationships. So these are all really interconnected, but this can be like feeling like this extreme aversion to communicating your needs to other people in your relationships because A, you don't want to bother them. You don't want to, you know, burden them or upset them. So I think this has to do with the fact that we feel like communicating our needs is burdensome to other people. Um, For example, like if we want to communicate a boundary, maybe like I always use this example because it's something that has happened and, you know, still comes up every once in a while. But um, I have family member, a family member that just shows up and don't worry, I'm not throwing any shade. This family member already knows about my concern because I've been setting a boundary. Um, and we're lucky enough to like where we can laugh about it now, but it wasn't always this funny. But um, with a certain family member, um, this family member just pops up at my house all the time. 
And this family member, like, just, you know, open door policy, just like opens the door and like walks right into my house. And, you know, I think it's just like old school too, where this person's from. Like, I think it's okay to, you know, it's just all right to like go on in and open up your family's house and go on in and see, you know, see what they're up to. So anyway, I you know, I have to let this person know that like, I have this need to like, not want to be like, just popped up on. Um, I very much view my home as my sanctuary and a safe place where I can just decompress and like let go a little bit. And so when it feels like it's not a place that I can fully relax and do that, uh, when I feel like I'm just going to have someone walk right in, um, it's distressing to me. And that might not be something that's distressing to another person. Um, A lot of people are okay with just like people popping up, showing up at their house and coming on in. And that's totally cool. But for me, it's, it's doesn't, it doesn't feel good. So um, advocating for my own needs and relationships um, is necessary. So anyway, that was my example for number five. Moving on. Number six, having low self-esteem and basing it off of how much approval you get from your partner or your loved one or your family member or that friend or coworker or boss, whoever it is you're thinking about. So having low self-esteem and basing it off of how much approval you get from your partner. So many empaths struggle with low self-esteem and often we try to find validation in um, kind of meeting other people's needs and, you know, getting the approval and validation from other people in order to make us feel valued and good um, and worthy. And I can totally understand um, kind of the experience of this because it's something that I've definitely gone through before. And it's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about working with empaths to do the mindset and emotional work in order to become a more empowered empath so that you can do things like raise your self-esteem. So you can do things like communicating your own needs and relationships. So you can do things like trusting your own intuition in order to make your own decisions, right? So you can discern which information and which emotions and which energy are yours versus another. Um, These are all things that I cover more deeply in my empath empowerment coaching program. If you want more information, there's a link in the show notes. And at the time of this recording, I'm offering a really awesome summer sale. So if you've been wanting to get in at a, a really great rate, Um, It's a great time to join and work with a one-on-one board-certified life and success coach and neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, which is just all fancy for um, someone who is certified in some really great um, evidence-based practices for mindset work. So, number seven, having an over-exaggerated sense of responsibility for the actions of others. So, if you're in a codependent relationship and you're constantly worried about the actions of others like you feel like that you know reflects poorly on you and you feel like if they do something it affects your life um and in, in a lot of cases you know i this is true but this like what i'm talking about is having that over exaggerated sense of responsibility right so it's really important to realize that you're not responsible for the actions of others people They can make their own decisions. They're very autonomous. So you are not responsible for the actions of others. So are you still with me? 
Are you wondering and questioning whether you might be in a codependent relationship? Well, I really want to reassure you on something. Being in a codependent relationship is something that's pretty common for an empath, and it's nothing to be ashamed or scared of. It's just something to be aware of, and self-awareness is just one of the first steps in the personal development journey for all of us. Looking at which parts of our lives no longer feel good to us, you know, those parts that are no longer in service to our highest good, it really takes a lot of courage. And having courage to look at these parts right in the eyes and gracefully having the strength to walk away and let go of things that aren't serving us is huge. So these are things that are only done when you're ready, though. So take your time. Don't rush through anything. However, if you're an empath who is ready to go all in right now with overcoming your energetic overwhelm, releasing limiting beliefs, and setting healthy boundaries in your relationships, then I'd love to invite you to enroll in the Empath Empowerment Coaching Program. Like I mentioned before, I'm offering a summer sale right now. So the program is now 50% off, so it's a wonderful time to get in. For more details on the course, please visit NaomiCourtneyCoaching.com and click on the coaching link from the menu at the top of the page. And I just want to thank you. And I appreciate you being with me during this episode. Um, And I'm curious, you know, let me know what you think about the current theme that I'm talking about in terms of empaths and relationships. Right now, this season, I'm covering a lot about empaths and how to navigate your relationships more successfully. So let me know. Um, If you've been experiencing any big wins within your relationships in terms of setting boundaries, communicating your needs, but also go ahead and let me know if there's anything that you need help with specifically. Um, You can always shoot me an email at hello at NaomiCourtneyCoaching.com. And I hang out on Instagram a lot. So you can find me at NaomiCourtney.co. So that's NaomiCourtney.co. I hope you guys have a beautiful day. At the time of this recording, it is an Aloha Friday. So yeah, wrapping up the week, just staying grateful, and I will see you guys next time. Bye guys, thanks. So what did you think of the episode? If you loved it, I would greatly appreciate it if you left me a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to the show on right now. Go ahead and rate us with the number of stars that you see fit and go ahead and leave a little comment and this will help get the podcast out to other like-minded and like-sold people like you. Thank you so much and I will see you back on the next episode. Mahalo! I know that there are a lot of creative souls that listen to this podcast, and some of you might even be interested in starting your own podcast. If you are looking to take the leap into the world of podcasting, I would love to offer you a month free on Podbean, which is the hosting site that I host my podcast on. You can get a month free if you use my link, and I'll leave it in the show notes. Now let's get back to the show. Have you been seeing repeating numbers over and over again? Maybe you're seeing 1111 when you happen to glance at the clock. Or maybe you're seeing 222, 333, 444, or 555 all day, every day. Either way, 
I'm sure you're wondering what all of these repeating angel numbers mean and what you can do when you see them. I've got you. Check out the angel number cheat sheet. This is your personal guide to interpret those angel numbers that you've been seeing. No more guessing. You have the answers here. This is a 12-page PDF that covers the 12 commonly seen angel numbers, and this is the perfect resource for you to keep in your back pocket, aka your phone. I personally like to keep mine in my iBooks, Kindle, or Google Drive app on my phone for quick reference so that I can interpret the meaning of the angel number whenever I see it in real time. This guide is going to make it a whole lot easier for you to interpret the messages that you're receiving from the universe in the moment that you receive them. Download the angel number cheat sheet today and may all the manifesting miracles be in your favor. Click the link in the show notes to check it out.